Hey, Jen. Hey, Jen. What are you listening to this week? Welcome to What Are You Listening To This Week, the weekly podcast where we talk about our favorite songs. Some old, some new, all good. I'm Jen Tully, and this week I'm joined by intuitive consultant Jen Cohen. This week's episode features some great songs, old and new, covers, live versions, extended versions, so be sure to give the playlist a listen and then tune into our conversation. With that, let's get started. Jen, what are you listening to this week? Ah, uh, Jen, I don't know about you, but uh, this past week has been a doozy. Uh, for lack of a better term, it's just been a doozy. So I have gravitated towards songs that really make me feel good, make me happy, make me have a sense of calm and peace. And the first song I saw myself gravitating towards or found myself gravitating towards was Shy Away by 21 Pilots. Such a good song. Such a good song. And this was a band that I, I, you know, I knew who they were. I knew Blurry Face. I've mentioned this before on the show. I have a teenage daughter. Um, and so 21 Pilots was often on repeat. And I never really got into them um, until this song. And then I kind of dove deep into 21 Pilots and, and I think finally get the hype. Um, but yeah, the song definitely is like a, a pump you up, make you feel good, remember what's important um, kind of song. Is that kind of how you feel about it as well? Or is it just you like the bounciness of the melody? Um, what what works for you about this song? <laughs> I do like the bounciness of the melody. Um, yeah, yeah. What And I learned this from you because um, you're so good with lyrics and I'm more of a music listener where it, I just get a feeling, it's the melody, it's just, okay, what is this bringing out in me? And it's, I really do make up my words, my own words to every song almost. <laughs> like, like when I do learn a lyric, I'm like, huh, that's what they were saying. So um, I remember... I think I actually introduced you to this song, um, if I'm going to take some credit here. Um, I think you did. I think you did. Okay. So that in in return, you introduced me to a lyric in the song. Um, do you remember which one that was? I have to think. I've got to. I've got to think. It has to be around manifest a ceiling. Um, that's I it. just love. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. I love that it. line. Yeah. And, and again, I have no idea what I was singing in my head when I was dancing to this song when it came on. And then when you said, I love that line, you know, you manifest a ceiling when you shy away. And I'm like, huh, like this song just got even better. Um, and it became, you know, kind of a pick me up song for me, almost in like, um, <laughs> like a cooler version of like, uh, a daily affirmation with like Stuart Smiley, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, not having to look in the mirror and you know, say, you're good enough. Um, it's, you know, 21 Pilots saying to me, like, why are you shying away? Like, don't shy away. That's silly. Like, you can do this. And, uh, you know, when you're feeling down, it's, um, it's nice to have 21 Pilots pick you up. 
It's so true. And and it also reminds me, too, it's funny that you bring up um, Stuart Smalley. For those of you that don't know, that was uh, one of Al Franken's characters in Saturday Night Live back in the day. I mean, he used to look in the mirror with daily affirmations and say, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. <laughs> um, so, yes, beautiful reference there. But And I, I also think that this song, it reminded me a lot of, like, lean in. Remember when that was the buzzword? Like, you got to lean in. I'm like, this is... <laughs> again totally. like a much cooler way of saying like you manifest a ceiling when you shy away like why would you want to do that you know um i also love the line where it says don't circle the track just break the cycle in half mm-hmm. um we talk a lot about you know breaking the cycle and you know seeing change coming um and so i really like that line too it feels like a, a way to kind of take ownership of what's happening to you and around you um and and that you have the power to change things and you don't have to keep repeating the same cycles that you know we're not serving you anymore um that's exactly it was also interesting yeah. Yeah, it was interesting, too. I was reading about um, Tyler Joseph, who wrote the song, um, and he said that he wrote it with his siblings in mind, um, and it's really just about prodding forward. Those were his words. Um, And then he also went on to say that the only thing tougher than figuring out what your purpose is in this life is watching someone that you love trying to figure it out for themselves. You know, Mm. and I was like, wow. (laughs) Whether, you know, it's you have siblings or whether you have children or whether you're somebody's favorite aunt or, you know, whatever the case may be. um, I think that that's so true. You know, we spend so much time figuring out what our personal purpose is, but sometimes watching those that you love struggle with finding that is is even more challenging. So that even brought on another level of the song for me that I loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes that makes total sense. That makes total sense. That's cool. That was a good one. Well, what, what what's the next song that you have on repeat? What else is making you feel um, lighter in these heavy times? <laughs> yeah. So that one is, like you said, it's, it's an internal shift for me. And then this next one I found myself gravitating to um, was uh, Dave Matthews' uh, band Live at Wrigley Field singing Jimmy Thing. And... Um, it's I you'll know the exact length of the song, but I mean, it's over 12 minutes, right? Yeah, it's long. Yeah. It's a long yeah. live version. Mm-hmm. Like I literally sent you the Iliad for our interview. Like, sorry. <laughs> um, but it, but and I I'm, loved it. Okay, good. What I found about it is that I was on a really long walk and and the crowds, the crowd really carries the song for, I don't you know, five, six minutes of the song where you don't hear Dave come in until that time. And there's this sense of community and this sense of kind of a role reversal that is just as gratifying um, when, when you hear this chorus of strangers coming together and be bonded together by this, by this moment. And again, in the times that we're in right now, there's the internal work um, and then there's the external, which is with community. And I just thought that it was just such a beautiful reminder of how music um, can make us, you know, joyful and and hopeful. Um, and, and I just love this song. 
completely agree that's that's the thing that i kept thinking about as i was listening to like yeah i think the track run clocks in at almost 15 minutes and i never once wanted to turn it off um and i'm not a big like jam band kind of gal like i don't need the you know extended version especially at a live show (laughs) unless of course we're talking about taylor's 10 minute version of all too well believe me i will take i will take extended versions of taylor's version of everything so aside from that yeah (laughs) that's my version of a jam band (laughs) totally um but i did i completely agree with you just the community of this is what i love about music it's what i love about doing this show it's really what um, drives me to continue to listen to new music and old music and music that other people love because i really think it does bring us all together and and we've always said you know that this show is about finding the good in a song and i think that this is such a great example of that the crowd singing these lyrics are just perfect for this time you know the song opens up lately i've been feeling low a remedy is what i'm seeking take a taste of what's mellow come away to something better and hearing just an entire stadium if you've ever been to wrigley field you know that's a large place you know like all of the people in there in unison singing the song together it was just it was magical Magic, it really was right? and i've it was magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've never, you know, I've never heard this version of this song. Um, again, I'm not huge on um, on live albums, which will be interesting when we get to my second pick today. I'll have some explaining to do. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this was beautiful. And then I love at the end, you know, they sort of take, it goes into this like scatting thing. And then they <laughs> sing a little bit of the Sly and the Family Stone song. Um, Thank you for letting me be myself. And then they kind of wrap it up with um, portions of Sexy MF by Prince. <laughs> That's exactly so. it. That's exactly it. It becomes this moment of like, okay, we're all together. We're singing this. And like, guess what comes of that? You just let me be myself again. Like, oh, that's so awesome. Like, we all came together to be our true, authentic self again. Ugh, like, yes, yes. He yeah. just nailed it. So good. He just nailed so it. So good. And yeah. he does it, he does it, he lets the crowd lead. I don't even think he comes in. I don't even think you hear Dave Matthews' voice until like four or five minutes into the song. Like, it's a ways in. Um, the crowd has already done almost a complete version of the song before you totally. even hear him make a peep. And I'm like, how beautiful and generous is that, too? And what must that feel like on stage, right? To have this stadium, this giant stadium filled with people singing your song back to you. Like, that's got to just be <laughs> insane. <laughs> I know. It, it it does. It does. Okay. So I want to hear about your picks because I'm always interested in what you're listening to. Well, my picks were um, where you went for like soothing and calm. Um, I did a little bit of both. Um, I, like you, have been feeling really heavy and... Um, questioning what I can do and how I can get involved and how I can make um, myself and others feel better in these times where it feel like where it feels like um, some of our basic rights and privileges are being taken away. Um, So the first thing that I thought of or the first place I went was a place of of sadness, I would say, um, whenever uh, I first heard about the Supreme Court decision. And then I went to a place of action and motivation. And nothing gets me more pumped up 
been a little bit of Beastie Boys. So <laughs> ah, yes. despite the fact that it's not necessarily a protest song, maybe it's a non-political protest song, right? Um, I went for my first pick with Fight for Your Right by the Beastie Boys um, from their very famous and endlessly listenable uh, first album called License to Ill, uh, which came out in 1986. Uh, R.I.P. MCA, Adam Yauch. Man, oh man, you just, um, he was a once in a lifetime guy, and I'm so sad we'll not get any more new music from these guys. But um, this may seem like an interesting pick. I know that that album has received a lot of backlash over the years. The Beastie Boys have even come forward saying, you know, like, oh, some of these lyrics are so misogynistic, or some of them are so degrading, and we're a little bit embarrassed by some of the things that we said. Um, but again, I think it's time and place, right? Like they were young, they were still in high school when this album came out. Um, And I just think it's such a great anthem for like, yeah, there was a time, especially in the 80s, where we did have to fight for our right to party. And now (laughs) we have to fight for our right for lots of other things. We have to fight for our right for autonomy over our own bodies, apparently. And that is a noble endeavor. So if it takes this party song and this sort of like mockery of bro culture that's kind of what they said in later years like that's how they chose to thought about or how they choose to think about this song now is like you know it's just sort of funny looking back to the the high school boy angst and angst and shenanigans that went with this song but I really do this one motivates me all the time to just like stand up and remember like you have to participate, you have to fight for the change that you want, um, and sometimes you do, in fact, have to fight for your right to party, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you nailed it. You know, it's a time and place, and now we get to, you know, say, okay, that that song had meaning for me there, and you know, I can remember the first time that I really heard that song and exactly where I was, and you know what? Now this is a different kind of party for me like this is this is where I'm at now and so this song comes with me there it also funny enough uh, rem- like the like one of the first things I thought of when I started um, you know uh, playing this song was twisted sisters we're not gonna take it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like yeah this is like there was some there's some stuff going on here um, uh, that that can really be translated to today so I dug it <laughs> Yeah, me too. And and I like the idea of like just taking ownership of this song, you know, back. Like, all right, if we're going to fight for our right to party, well, we're going to fight for our rights for lots of other things that are real important too. So I love the way you phrase that. That like, yeah, you it, it meant something to you back in 86 when you first heard it and it means something different to you now in 2022. And to me, that is sort of the testament of a great song that it can travel with you from childhood to adulthood and um and mean something completely different and still be as powerful. So giving it up for the Beastie Boys. I imagine we'll hear lots of them um, on the show as the podcast gets more episodes under its belt. Like I said, they're an all-time favorite. Um, and when I'm done raging after <laughs> I um, after I, I get all it all out of my system um, with Fight for Your Right, 
I cruise over to breaking my own rule here to a live version of a song, which again, you'll rarely hear me listening to the live version of anything. The only other exception to this might be the flamenco guitar version of Hotel California um, that opens the Hell Freezes Over album of the Eagles. Um, that's probably one of the only other live tracks um, that I listen to consistently. But this song is a live version of a cover song, which is also rare for me to include a cover. I'm a big believer in original versions of songs. Um, but it's John Mayer's version of Free Fallen. Mm. Um and I just love the song. I go back to it all the time. I love the Tom Petty version, um, but I love the John Mayer version. I think it's um, it's not a great departure. He's not like doing anything super new with the song, um, but it sounds a little bit more like a ballad uh, when he sings it. And I read somewhere, I can't remember the exact quote, but the reason that he chose to cover this song was he always respected Tom Petty as a lyricist. He, like, Tom Petty sort of taught him the importance of songwriting, he said before. Um, And he said he wanted to sing this song because he wanted to know what it felt like to fly. And I was like, wow. Wow. (laughs) That's, like, that's homage, right? To, like, say that this song was so important to you that singing it live would give you that kind of sensation. Um, But you can hear it. You can almost hear it in his voice in the way that he sort of, I don't want to say draws the song out, um, but in some ways he does. It feels like a longer song when I listen to his version, um, and I just never want it to end. Um, I love this version of the song. Um, I love the original. I love this, um, his interpretation of it. And I love why um, he chose this song. Have you Uh, heard this song? Did you have a chance to listen? Oh, my gosh. He has never, Ventura Boulevard has never sounded so good. Um, (laughs) It's um, exactly what you're saying. I got the feeling, and I I didn't know that background about about him, looking up to Tom Petty as, as a lyricist, because he's such a genius of a lyricist. But I really felt when I listened to this, like an alchemy, you know, like he literally took that and like translated it through feeling for me in a different way when I hear Tom Petty's version. Um, Then when I hear this version, it's, 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 it's unexplainable. Um, Sorry about that. If that was me, uh, it's unexplainable. Um, you know how he's able to how he's able to translate that. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that um, I think that he you can just feel that he's feeling this song. You know, like he's not. Um, it's not about like anything other than him feeling the words that he's singing and I love that I also love you know we've talked a lot about sort of feeling sad and protesting and getting motivated to get out there and making songs our own Um, I love the way that this song opens you know with she's a good girl loves her mama loves Jesus you know like all of these things that we're told to make you a good girl Um, and really like what does that mean today what does that mean to me now did those things still you know I'm air quoting here but like did those things still equal a good girl um and so I love to that 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 sort of like snuck up on me like I I was thinking of this song as just like comfort and a little bit of a warm blanket um after raging to fight for your right and then I was like huh how interesting that the lyrics sort of snuck in in that way too where Mm -hmm. the whole 
opening part of the song is sort of like a study on good girls and bad boys and what that means. Um, you know, the good girls are at home with broken hearts, like things like that. It really it forced me to take a deeper dive into those lyrics and kind of reconcile what I think about good girls and bad boys and, and what this song says about mm. them. Um, so yeah, I thought that that was kind of a, a, a surprise, like a Easter egg for me as I was doing research on this week's episode. Oh, I love that. I love that. Again, I always learn, you know, the, that's, that's awesome because I hadn't looked at it that way. So I love that. Yeah, it's a goodie. And if you haven't heard this version, I mean, those are these are two things that I will say, like, of course, I love all of the playlists that come on the show. But um, checking out the live version of Jimmy Thing at Wrigley Field is definitely worth the listen. Um, and if you haven't heard this cover of the Tom Petty classic Free Fallen by John Mayer, um, also definitely worth the listen. It's off the uh, Where the Light Is album recorded live at the Nokia Theater in Los Angeles. Um, so again, I can't believe I'm doing it recommending live tracks but um, those are two that I think you really need to check out <laughs> well Jen thanks so much for sharing what you're listening to this week and to learn more about Jen Cohen and to book a session with her visit jencohenintuitive.com and follow her on Instagram at jencohenintuitive that's Jen with two N's J-E-N-N-C-O-H-E-N-I-N-T-U-I-T-I-V-E. So check her out on the web and on Instagram. And to our listeners, be sure to join me again next week to find your new favorite song.